You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 249. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Real quick, Marisa here wanting to invite you, if you're listening to this today, we are, well, I'm hosting the Sell a Piece of Art This Week Challenge. For the fourth time, we are starting on Monday, September 13th. Just go to sellmyartthisweek.com to join us. Don't miss the opportunity to coach with me in the after party and upgrade to the VIP experience where you can also get all the replays to all the everything, the coaching, the Q&A, the challenge videos as well. You'll have unlimited access to those. And, and yeah, the after party that we're having Monday through Friday of the challenge, we get to really dive deep together and spend the week together. So this is very much a huge part of, and you'll hear in this episode, this is a huge part of the inspiration that is built from my passion to support you as artists and just help you build your own independent business, sell your work directly to your collectors. Everything I share with you today is why I'm so, why I'm here as a business owner, as an artist all these years later, and also why I'm so uh, just fired up about supporting you in establishing your independence and really feeling empowered in the business that you are creating and connecting with those incredible collectors one-to-one. There's nothing better. And so this is really where the idea for this challenge was born. Let's not mess around. Let's not talk around it. Let's not wax on romantically about the creative life. Let's get together and enjoy it and have fun and sell some work. Hello. Yes, that's what we're here for. So join me for sellmyartthisweek.com. I'll see you Monday and enjoy today's episode. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Buckle up. Get ready. Hello, it's Marisa here, and I'm contemplating as I'm recording this, uh, just titling this episode, This Might Make You Angry. And quite honestly, if it does, uh, that's a good thing. So I don't know if you have heard about this yet or taken a moment to watch it already, but I think I found it almost as soon as it came out. And um, this was a reminder for me, a very big reminder for me as to why I've followed the calling to A, be an artist and B, to support and help other artists succeed in building a business, a career out of their art if they choose to. 
And what I'm talking about today is a film on Netflix, a documentary. You know, if you know me, you know, I love my documentaries. So as soon as I saw this, I'm like, goodness, I've got to watch this right away. I think it was right when I came back from Italy. I think it's only been out a few weeks. And uh, this is a film about Bob Ross and it's called Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. So the title alone should cue you into what is being talked about in this film. And let's see, where do we want to begin with this? Well, first, I want to I want to tell you a story that happened to me, almost happened to me. And, you know, I get very passionate about supporting artists because a lot of people out there are taking advantage of you. Uh, that's just that's just the way it's been. And I thought that over the almost 20 years that I've been online doing this work, I thought that we would have made a little bit more progress by now in terms of just saying no to a lot of the deceit, undervaluing manipulation that exists out there. But apparently, maybe because we as artists don't talk about this, um, we don't feel like we have a lot of leverage. We feel very protective over our the success that we have carved out for ourselves. And certainly I understand all of that, but I'm not here to continue to hold up the uh, falsities of what it means to sometimes be in a contract with someone and have a collaboration that is not a win-win for all parties. And before I go into my story, let me just clarify for the record, you can and want to seek out collaboration that is a win-win for both. There are some incredible partnerships for artists as well. And you know, it can be one of the best things that happens to you in your art career, whether that be partnering with a gallery, an agent or a rep or any number of companies that are interested in licensing your work or having you create something special for them. Certainly, there are many great success stories, but many times what appears to be a success story is actually um, very unfair and uh, manipulated underneath that. And that's the part where I get really frustrated because I've known the inside as to what's happening, partly through my own experience and partly through stories with artists that I've had behind the scenes that are not for me to share. So this is not about me trying to share those stories, but it's frustrating when I've sometimes heard some of those same artists go out and speak and just absolutely present a different story on a podcast. It's, I don't, I get it. I get it. You know, I think this happens. I always refer to Hollywood because I have some insight there as well on a, on a very small scale, but enough. I know, I know what's happening. And, you know, many times people feel like they can't share or there are also uh, non-disclosure agreements that can be attached to different contracts. A big part of what I want to talk to you today is just about being very aware and 
and empowering yourself as an artist. And if you are listening to this podcast, if you are an artist that I have the opportunity to mentor, you will hear me remind you of this often. And my entire goal is to inspire and empower you to have your own independence in this space, to value your work, to value yourself, to know your worth and the worth of your gifts. That's what I'm here for. So with that said, let me share a story that happened to me that could have been a massive, a massive shift in my career. And this in particular is connected to the teaching side of my business. So as creatives, we often wear many hats. It's recommended for entrepreneurs in general to have multiple streams of revenue, especially if they're not distracting you. They cannot be a bunch of shiny object syndrome, but when they're all connected, like you create this piece of work and you reproduce it and you license it, right? That makes sense. Not that you're building four or five businesses. Believe me, I've tried, right? You may know my story. So having multiple streams of revenue means that you are often looking to collaborate and it may be on the product development side. It may be on the teaching side. It means that creatives do often wear many hats. Part of that is also because we're creative. We tend to be more visionary in the world. Uh, We may also really embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And so that also comes with the territory of this personality or this identity. And so with that said, you know, I've always, I learned from day one to diversify my income streams, which has been a very, very good idea. So I had come to online teaching on my own through the vehicle of podcasting. I was one of the very first to podcast in 2006, and I was given that opportunity by uh, applying to a Craigslist ad looking for podcasters in a company in Santa Monica that's no longer in existence because sadly they lost their funding because they were so ahead of their time in terms of creating this. They were creating almost like a radio station of diverse podcasts everything from comedians to creatives like me to a whole variety of topics. And so they gave me this entree and helped me record. I would write my podcast at the time. And the short version of that story is simply that they lost their funding and I still really enjoyed podcasting and I had learned enough to continue with it on my own. And that ability and awareness of how to record my audio and find a place to share my notes and share the podcast in general, that skill set allowed me to create my first online course in 2008. It was called In the Fishbowl, Life as an Artist Online, similar to what I am teaching now, certainly from a very different perspective. And That ended up being a very powerful revenue stream for me to add into my business. I also collaborated with my friend Susanna Conway, and together we had created 
our own podcast, a downloadable podcast, a little mini course now, you might say, of how to teach online. We've shared our we shared our insight and our guidance on how to do that. And that was a great collaboration that we had together. And then I stopped learning in my business, did not know how to reach new people, started to get in my own head around all the other people that were now entering the teaching scene and feeling like, oh, they seem even more successful than me. Why am I still teaching? I really just got in my own way. And simultaneously, though, I did write a book and designed nine fabric collections. And so I did very consciously choose to focus on my art. I share the other piece of that story with you or the other perspective, rather, because I am telling you that it was self-doubt that kept me from continuing to teach because I wasn't attracting enough new students. So I thought, oh, well, I must be failing somehow, and uh, maybe I'm not doing as good as I, I think I am with the teaching, and so I got, I just shut myself down. But it was for a very good, very logical excuse and reason, right, to build my art business, which I did. But the call was always there, and one of the ways that you know that the call is there is anything that frustrates you that someone else is doing is a very clear sign that you want to do it yourself and you also are probably meant to do it. I don't believe that we're called to pursue journeys in life without actually having it be a possible option for you. That's what I have, that's what I, I believe. And I'm also a living example of that. So I had to really get honest with myself and say, well, you're getting envious and jealous and these are not qualities you want to continue and project out into your creative industry. And it's just because you know you have something to say. You do have a lot to share and uh, you've kind of hidden it from everybody. And so it took a little bit. I, I started to think about teaching again. At this time... I was approached by a couple who was helping artists teach online. And one of them had been, you know, a collector of mine in the very early days. So we had a bit of a shorthand already, a little bit of a relationship. And they came to me and said, we would love to help you teach online. We will film everything for you. We will help you in all these ways. And this is the percentage split that we will share with you. And, you know, at that point, I was feeling a little stalled out in the teaching. I was also trying so many different things in my business that I was financially strained. And I was, I now know in hindsight, I was just pouring my energy into too many different ideas. And this opportunity sounded really good. It also was reassuring to me that they were artists and they understood my world, that they were working with other artists and that they would make everything easy for me, fly to my studio, do all the filming, help me to market it. And I just thought, wow, this yeah, this could be great. This could be a great option for me because I'm just not able to do everything myself because 
as you know, I also didn't hire support soon enough. So I was in this very awkward, uncomfortable, back myself into a corner place in my business after close to a decade. And there was this one piece of the contract, though, that said I would agree to not teach online on my own again. And I now don't remember the specifics as to how long that would be, if that was like a two to three year period. Very often contracts are, at least in licensing, they're close to three years because you always do want to reassess. So please don't sign any contracts that are lifelong. Please don't do that. And I thought, gosh, you know, I don't think I'm going to come back to teaching. Can you imagine? Okay. Can you imagine? I actually thought I would not be doing this again. So I contemplated it, but I knew better from my experiences in the art world and what I also teach and will just say here clear as day, do not sign away your rights to anything that you make. Do not sign away your decision for the future of your business for a short-term win. I'll come back to what I have three, three points I want to share with you just to keep in mind as you move forward in growing your art business. But I just have to say that emphatically. I said, you know, I'd be happy to go along with everything else in the contract, but I can't. I can't in good conscience sign it saying that I won't teach on my own. I mean, I already did it. Why would I suddenly give that away? And I know how important it is to be independent. It's very important to have streams of revenue that are solely yours, to have your email list that is solely yours. Let's not rely on other companies because we think that's going to make our lives easier. You have to think in the long game, not the short-term gain. A lot of issues, a lot of problems happen in the short-term perspective. So I said, no, I wouldn't do that. And uh, they walked away from that opportunity. It was really difficult for me because I could have used the income I really could have used the support. I was looking forward to working with them and it felt pretty awful, to be honest. And today where I stand, I am endlessly thankful that I listened to my intuition yet again, that I knew better and that I did not sign that contract. Thank goodness. So what does this have to do with Bob Ross? Well, if you can imagine betrayal and greed, uh, what a lovely human. And for the record, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a full Bob Ross episode. I've always been curious, like what, what, what was the magic that he offered? I've seen a lot of the merch, so to speak, all over different art stores with him. And I've always wondered who's making the money on this. I hope it's his family. So I'm not going to give you any spoiler alerts with the film other than to say it seems that it has really touched a nerve with people. And uh, I'm 
I'm surprised, not surprised. I'm like, did you not know that this is typically how things go down and everybody's just agreeing to it? And so you're constantly being presented with contracts that are not in your favor. Okay, well, then I haven't done a very good job of getting my message out there more. So we're talking about it today. And that's just one example of a choice where I walked away. I have said no to many opportunities in my art career that have been potentially big opportunities that would have given me even more quote unquote cachet, more popularity, maybe more respect from my peers and from people wanting to learn from me because I would have a name attached to my work as well. Got to be very aware of what you're buying into. Be very aware. Big Instagram followings do not equal big revenue. Big collaborations with partnerships with artists specifically do not necessarily equate to big revenue. Sometimes they do. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to hear about those incredible contracts. So I would love it if people would actually be open about those as well, instead of everyone just kind of quietly not talking about any side of this experience. I think we it's time to speak openly about all kinds of collaborations and contracts, because I imagine if you saw this, you would never guess really what happened with what, like I said, so I started to say a seemingly lovely individual, just, um, you know, as passionate about bringing joy to students as I have always felt making my art. I was so excited to learn about his work and feel this kindred spirit of like another happy artist just wanting to bring joy and happiness to people across the world to invite them to tap into their inner artist and their creativity. I'm like, oh, I should have watched his episodes and I will more than likely go back and watch them. But what I'm here to talk to you about today, let me just share three three points with you when it comes to building your art business. One of the reasons, number one, is to be a professional, be a pro. And why is this? Because you might say, well, I don't even know if it's going to work for me. I don't know if I can make this my business. What if I don't want to make it full-time? Well, you don't have to be full-time to be a pro in your business. I've talked about the difference between being a hobbyist and a business owner. And really, it's not to say that we should be frowning upon hobby, the word hobby, but there's a connotation with it. The connotation with business is that it's for profit, that it's of value. So when you start creating your work, I want you to begin, even if you're just starting, to imagine that you are creating something of value and care for those assets as if they are going to be of immense value sooner rather than later while you are living, not after you've passed. Begin approaching your work that way instead of we sort of go, oh, I hope you like it. I'll price it so you can afford it. This mentality, this mentality is what has gotten us into many situations 
And uh, first and foremost, it gets you to a place where you can't support yourself with your art comfortably. So you're more likely to be susceptible to these kinds of awful agreements, awful, with no consideration for your art. You see, there are people out there, uh, sadly, who see that as a weakness and an artist, that vulnerability, and they come in and they swoop in and they take advantage of that. And they may be artists themselves, which is really, um, it's kind of disgusting to me. So when you treat yourself like a pro, you are also thinking in terms of the long game. You have a different attitude towards your work. It's everything. I'm telling you, it's everything. Number two is that there is no easy way. Nobody's going to come in and build your career without wanting to take a very significant part of it. So build your audience. Do the work. And yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes learning. It takes investing in yourself. It takes having a strategy. It takes learning how to market. It takes learning how to navigate a constantly changing landscape of social media. And if you're not up for it, then you are absolutely not up for the business of being an artist in today's world. It's just that simple. I can't in good conscience allow you to move forward and be yet another person who agrees to, uh, excuse my language, a shitty contract. Which number three is read your contracts. I mean, read them with a fine tooth comb. Highlight everything. Get on a phone with someone, not always email, although actually take that back. Email is good because you have it in record, but send it back and forth with written record and also don't hesitate to have a conversation with the person who's put together the contract. Don't hesitate to reach out to your own attorney and put together your own contract. Yes, you're going to have to know what you want in your business, in your revenue, all the things that I'm passionate about teaching and artful selling and the expansive artists. We can't continue to, uh, blindly lead artists into get on Instagram and it's all going to work for you. There's much behind the scenes of this life and building a business as an artist today. And to see this movie, yes, it also made me angry, but it also inspired me to continue to show up, to be mentoring to share what I learn with you, to continue to empower you and encourage you to be an independent artist first, and then seek your contracts, your representation to do that alongside those collaborations, to be very aware, read everything. And if it doesn't feel right to you in your gut, even though it looks really good on paper and it'd be great for your portfolio, potentially, I want you to listen to that. I had a conversation with an art director at a licensing company that was approaching me during the pandemic. And he actually said to me, yeah, you know, licensing is just getting worse. The rates are getting worse for artists. 
in the same sentence that I was invited to partner with this company. And I thought, are you kidding me? Do you think I just didn't hear that? Like, why? What's in it for me? High volume in an association with a company that I don't actually align with their values. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, but no. Be willing to say no. Be willing to hang in there for your own integrity, for your own success in business. This is serious. When you see what happened to Bob Ross and how that has impacted his family today, I'm sure when he started, he did not know that he would potentially be building this kind of an empire. So what if you imagine if you did and you treated the decisions that you were making as if you were that person? It's a very, very different mindset when entering your business. And personally, as a mentor, I will only be leading artists from that perspective. Doesn't mean you have to have all the answers figured out. Doesn't mean you can't be emerging. Doesn't mean that mistakes aren't going to happen in your business. There's still a learning curve. There's still a journey, but you enter it as a very different person, a very different artist, a very empowered artist. So with all of that said, come join me. I'm so excited to share this with you right before we kick off our sell a piece of art this week challenge. This is why I do what I do come and play with us. I'm also doing a special VIP coaching all week. Really big breakthroughs happen when we can get on calls together. Everything gets sped up even faster. And the possibilities for you are immense. There's no need to try to figure it out all yourself. And we also just have a lot of fun together putting this work out into the world. And, you know, all of this is going to lead into me reopening the doors of the expansive artists. And we are 99% there that we're going to host another small studio Sunday for our members. And I will be bringing you a little bit of a debrief of that in a future episode. But from my perspective, it was a smashing success. There were art sales, but beyond that, everyone who participated took their business to the next level in some capacity. And that's what starts to cue you up for even more success, for more art sales, for everything. You can't lose sight of the fact that there are steps that you want to take to set yourself up for success and to build a foundation that you can, that's solid. And that will be there for you and for those you care about in your life. So come and join us at sellmyartthisweek.com. We'll certainly link this up in the show notes. And if you've joined us before, come and join us again. I love, I got a message from Tracy this morning that's like, I'm doing it again. And I know I'm selling work this week. And if you have not joined us, it's going to be an opportunity for you to learn and for us to 
work together and to experience the community, the the safe, supportive, encouraging community that we create when we run these challenges. And it's just going to be an opportunity for you to expand your wings further than you have before. And that is just such an exciting thing to do all together with a group of fellow artists who have shared values and intention and who are up for being pros. Even if you're just starting out, you get to be a pro as well. And again, that's the place that we are going to work from. So I will see you starting Monday, September 13th. We are having a kickoff call on Sunday. You'll get all the details in your welcome email when you join. And we'll be hosting the challenge as we do in a private Facebook group. But you will also have the opportunity to get those videos again with the VIP upgrade and to come with what I'm calling the after party and come coach with me next week. We're going to do it Monday through Friday. We're going all in. So I'm looking forward to supporting you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Take good care, friends. Read those contracts to sum up. Be a pro to build your audience. There's no quick, quick way around that. You're going to be so glad that you did. Three, if you enter into any collaborations, have contracts. Even simple contracts are powerful. And read them and be very clear on what you are signing. And then... Lastly, go celebrate that you've chosen this path, that you're living at a time where we get to share information like this, that we can support and cheer each other on more than ever, and that there are so many possibilities awaiting you. This is possible for you too, if you want it and you want to show up and you want to do the work and you want to keep making quality art and sharing that in an elegant and gracious way with your people. It's pretty incredible what we can do today. So I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, friends. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.